You didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunn. My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. <laughs> hey, it's Rotor Animal. <laughs> Yo, monkeys, it's me, T-T-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, stay tuned or you will feel bang. I am the genius of the glory and renown, Lanny Poppins. What's up, all you stars and stars? This is Mariette. This is Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011 on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be here. The world is listening. tell you, Holmes, it's an honor to be on your show. It is a privilege, and I totally agree with you. It is the perfect, perfect time to tell Chapter 2 of Eddie Guerrero's Bedtime Stories. Is everybody ready? Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Dominic. Hey, 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 shut your mouth! And Dominic was a very big, big part. Cállate la boca! Now, Ray, you're being very rude. I don't like people that are rude. You need to mind your manners, I see. You know, actually, I'm not even going to finish my story right now. No, 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 no. But see, Ray, unlike you, I am a man of my word. And I do keep my promises. And I promise by the end of this show, I will finish Chapter 2 of Eddie's Bedtime Story. And I write, 
I got a feeling. Oh no. I got a really great feeling that you're really, really gonna like it. home of all things nostalgic in professional wrestling as we look back at the greatest and worst get ready to rewind and relive on beyond the bell on the sns radio network your host ring announcer sean beckerman is proud to present epic encounters volume five professional wrestling is based on feuds we know this Rivalries between combatants are its lifeblood. In the current world of wrestling, almost every match has to have some kind of reason why these two men are going to tear each other's heads off or tear each other limb from limb. Because the sport portion of sports entertainment has been downplayed so much in recent years, some, you could say some of the reasons for the animosity are downright silly. Because the wrestlers are such larger-than-life characters, sometimes almost cartoonish, it is hard to really get emotionally invested in many of the storylines used these days. But that wasn't always the case, and tonight we'll look back at two of the greatest examples of the rivalries that made professional wrestling so popular. Tonight's card will feature Tully Blanchard versus Magnum T.A., and will feature the U.S. Championship I Quit match from Starcade '85, and in the main event we will see the we will discuss the fantastic feud between the late great Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. So buckle up, fans, for Volume Five of the Epic Encounter series. It's go time! They're right there, very pleased at his actions in the ring. All right, come on now. She grabbed him by the foot. It was obvious. Magnum saw it. We saw it. And now, the slingshot. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Magnum's coming over. The baby doll. There's Magnum. Oh, Blanchard what? got him from behind. Blanchard. I guess he's doing it again. Magnum, though. Look at him. Now they're going at it, David. Oh, down on the floor. Look at him. The fans are on their feet. And Magnum. Magnum's like a madman after him. He's taking out all these frustrations. All his anger on Blanchard. Baby doll is livid. She doesn't know what to do. They were these two men. During the explosion in popularity wrestling saw in the 1980s, it was presented very differently. Yes, there were still some pretty ridiculous angles used, but there were also some stories with real, honest emotion. 
The kinds of views that kept you on the edge of your seat. Rivalries that packed fans from into auditoriums to root for their hero to beat down the hated villain. Perhaps no feud better brought out the raw emotion wrestling is capable of producing in its fans than the epic war between Magnum T.A. and Tully Blanchard. The fact that these two men were fighting over the coveted United States Championship has become almost a footnote to history. It isn't the title on the line that we remember. It was the intense hatred each man brought for one another. It seems like today, neither man is given the proper due for very different reasons. Tully Blanchard should be regarded as a legend in the sport. As one of the founding members of the Four Horsemen, Blanchard was at one time one of the elite wrestlers in the entire world. Besides winning several tag team championships as one half of of the team in the Horsemen with Double A Arn Anderson, arguably one of the best tag teams of all time, Blanchard also won numerous singles titles. The most prestigious of those singles belts was the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship, a belt he won from Magnum TA. However, a wild lifestyle led to a failed drug test, which cut short his career. While Ric Flair and Double-A Arn Anderson went on to lead the Four Horsemen in various incarnations throughout the rest of the 80s and 90s, Tully was almost forgotten. He has his fans to this day, but he is not held in the same regard as his former stable members. It's a shame, really, I'd say, because there was no better heel in the business than Tully in the 1980s. The crowd despised him, and he did any underhanded thing necessary to snatch the victory from his opponent. Tully Blanchard, he'll be the first one to tell you that just when you thought that everything was going wrong for him, when he loses Baby Doll, he loses the world television title, he comes right back and is now the U.S. heavyweight champion, Tully Blanchard. You know, Tony, it gives me a lot of pride to come out here on the Superstation and hold the United States Heavyweight Championship trophy. But you know, a championship like this is only worth what you had to put into it to achieve it, and who you defeated for it. You know, and there's a long, hard road to glory, and this is where it's at. You know, Magnum TA came out here many, many victories under one minute. Well, I tell you what, it was some odd 45-minute battle. And it was a battle. Magnum TA, you are a tremendous, tremendous athlete. But I'm just a little bit better. And you know, Dusty Rhodes and Magnum always like to talk about taking care of business. TCB, as it were. Well, you know, we're going to see here in a little bit, Tony, I think, what they should have been doing instead of worrying about losses in the past. But Magnum, you got beat. You got beat. One, two, three. You weren't the U.S. champion anymore. But then you shouldn't have dwelled on it, or what happened with the Andersons wouldn't have happened. U.S. Heavyweight Champion Tully Blanchard, more exciting action. Let's go back to the ring. Magnum T.A.'s story is an even more tragic one. Magnum was a wrestling promoter's dream. There was nothing you would want in a babyface wrestler than he did not possess. He was a tough guy with good in-ring skills. Women wanted to date him, and guys wanted to have a beer with him. He was charismatic. You know, the, he was an athlete with star quality, and the ability—he uh, had the ability to whip a crowd into a frenzy of support. His matches were always entertaining, and he kept himself in great physical condition. In fact, it was 
his physical condition that saved his life when fate stepped in and cut his career ever so short. Magnum TA was being groomed for the next N. Well, he was groomed basically become the next NWA World Champion. He was going to be the NWA's answer to Hulk Hogan, the beloved superstar who would carry the company to the next level and fill arenas to, to see him perform. Was built for success, but a rain slick road caused Magnum to lose control of his Porsche, causing a career-ending injury or several injuries to the future world champ who just entered his prime. It's very sad. Magnum TA remains one of the biggest what might have been situations in all of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Tully Blanchard, all the people of Philadelphia know all the things you've done to myself, all the things you've done to the American Dream Dusty Roads. But it's time for some dues to be paid, some real heavy dues. You've done some things to me that you're going to have to answer for, and Philadelphia is the place you're going to answer for. You know, the U.S. title is very prestigious, and you and I have gone round and round over it. And when we come to Philadelphia this time, there's going to be no mistake in what's going to happen. I'm going to come on you like nobody's ever come on you before. I'm coming there to take you out in no uncertain terms. No baby doll at your side. Nobody to run distractions for you. Just you and I in the middle of that square circle, nose to nose, eye to eyeball, getting it all like two men should do. This is professional wrestling. This isn't some game. This is where men are men and the boys stay on the side and watch what's going on. And Tully Blanchard, you can't run and hide from me anymore. You're going to have to deal with Magnum TA. All the stuff, all the things you've done are going to come to a head. Philadelphia is going to be the place. What the... Adam T.A.'s charismatic hero and Tully Blanchard's despised villain made natural rivals. The two fit together perfectly in their feud over the U.S. title. Blanchard, who had won the belt for Magnum with the aid of a foreign object, should I say international object, and Magnum was determined to get it back. For these two heated rivals, an ordinary match would not be enough. The culmination of this feud required something special. Something people will remember for years to come. The two delivered with one of the greatest wrestling matches ever, the historic I Quit match held at Starcade 85. Calling this a wrestling match was, uh, like you say, is a bit of, you could basically say it would not do it justice. This was not a wrestling match. This was a war. Held within the confines of a steel cage, there was only one way to win. Make your opponent submit. 
One of the great things about the I Quit stipulation is that there are several different ways the match can go. Sometimes the match is a technical showpiece with two talented mat technicians trading move and counter move, each trying the ability, well, each basically trying to apply the unbreakable submission and forcing his opponent to give up when faced with the superior wrestling skill. This match was the complete opposite of that. Magnum and Tully didn't wrestle inside of, the, of that cage. They just fought. There is no other way to describe it. For 15 brutal minutes, Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA brought out the animal in each other. There were no submission moves applied. There were no reversals. No jockeying for position. What the fans saw in that match was two men trying to just pummel each other into submission. If you were looking for catches, catch can wrestling, you came to the wrong place. If you wanted to see stiff punches, heads getting kicked in, bodies thrown against the cage, scratching, clawing, gouging, and, and uh, tearing apart of teeth, you were in for a show. Both men were bloody. You know, this was not your typical semi-goofy wrestling rivalry. Tully and Magnum brought the hate in this match. For a quarter of an hour... Two masters of their, of their craft were locked inside the cage trying to maim each other. The crowd exploded every time Magnum delivered a right hand to the head of Tully, and they were silenced every time Blanchard beat their hero down into the mat. Emotions ran high in the arena that night, but no emotions were higher than those of the two men in the ring. Like I said, you could see that the men were bloodied. Both men were battered and beaten, but neither would say I quit. There was a referee in the ring, but he might, might have well been in the next state. There were no rules, no pinfalls to count, no disqualifications to render, no countouts to declare. His main job was to stay out of the way as these two men beat each other senseless. In fact, there are times that in the match when the referee almost gets run over by the tangle of limbs as Magnum and Tully claw and tear at each other. This match is a perfect example of storytelling in the ring and the art of ring psychology. Never once in this match do each other men do either man do anything to break the air of believability created during the, the tense introductions? That's what's critical here. They made it believable from start to finish. Magnum never asked for permission or approval from the crowd before hitting Blanchard with one of his big right hands. Tully never mocks the crowd when he gets the upper hand, never tries to rub it in that he's beating down the hero. Neither man ever acknowledge, uh, acknowledges, basically, that there is an audience at all. They might have well been in an empty arena slugging it out. Another great piece of the, of the subtle work is the microphone used in the match. There is a live mic in the ring used to pick up the sound of the men of the men submitting. That was the whole point. During the match, however, well, whoever has the advantage would pick up the mic and shove it in the opponent's face, demanding he surrender. The sounds of exhaustion and pain would echo throughout the arena as neither man would, would give up the fight. Most wrestlers would immediately use the microphone as a weapon, trying to get a reaction from the crowd. That's what we see these days. But these are not most wrestlers. These two are absolute masters of their craft both at the height of their powers in their career and they let the tension build for almost 8 minutes of brutality before Tully Blanchard in a fit of frustration at being unable to make Magnum give up starts beating his adversary with the microphone they let it build you're talking about hatred 
just two men who absolutely despise each other. They're both dazed, they're both hurt, and they're still exchanging blows. It's a fight to the finish, and they both know it, and they're both giving it all they've got. Holly's got the microphone. Going back to get that microphone again. Say it! Say it! No! No! Again, Magnum TA refused to say I quit. center of the ring. tugging at each other. Both men are injured. Both men are hurt. But no one will say I quit.
Oh, my, with a big right hand. Look at Magnus. Two extremely proud individuals. Neither one of them at this point willing to give in. They're both determined to last until the very end. Magnum's got the microphone again. the point of being unable to continue. Tully's got the mic. Oh, he hit him right on top of the head with it. It's legal. Magnum T.A. completely defenseless. He's flat, flat out on the map. Unable to put up any defense against Tully Blanchard at this point.
a match that has legendary status as one of the most brutal in history. It is fascinating to me just to see how few high spots, quote-unquote, there actually are. Once again, I cannot stress enough how talented both of these individuals were at the art of storytelling. When broken down into its individual components, there actually isn't a lot in this match outside of punching and kicking. However, every single thing that is done is done flawlessly. There is no wasted motion. Like people used to say with Shawn Michaels or with Harley Race, there's never any wasted motion. Everything that Magnum and and Tully did built and built on, and until the final moment, you could say you saw everything was done for a reason. Each move had a specific purpose. Each spot building the story uh, being told in the cage. The infamous image of Tully trying to impale Magnum in the face with a wooden bloody stake broken off of a chair only to have it blocked and the tables turned. Magnum almost bent and bloodied himself standing over Tully grinding the wooden spike into Tully's head as Tully screams for the match to end. He couldn't take it anymore for the pain to be ended at last. Magnum won the United States title on that night but the belt is almost never mentioned. Nobody remembers the title. They only remember the brutality. Today, while bloody brawls are commonplace in professional wrestling, well, you could say since the PG era evolved, we haven't seen as much blood in the in the WWE, but we definitely see it in TNA, Impact Wrestling. This match set the standard for brutality in wrestling and within a, in the squared circle. It has influenced practically every hate-filled climax to a feud match that has come after it. However, though, those who have seen this match and try to emulate it really miss the point. All they see is the violence, and they think that if they can top the violence, they can match it. Throw another spike in there, that'll do the job. I don't think so. But they always fall short, because there is no... There's so much more to this match than blood and brawling and screaming. All the blood and violence are not the story in this match. That's not what made it great. You take out the blood, it still would have been a great matchup. The the reason what made this match so special is that they were able to tell a story. Others cannot they can tell a story, but they don't know what the story is about. The story is about emotion. It's about competitive fire. It's about the hate between two stars. There have, uh, there have been matches with a lot more blood, matches with a lot more stuff happening and spots, quote-unquote. But no matter how gory, how brutal, how over-the-top they may have been, few matches remain, in my memory specifically, as being as special as this one. This is the textbook example of less is more. Plenty of matches have more things going on, but they were, you could say they were done just for the sake of doing them. Pointless. We see that especially today. Wasted motion by by stars, and they they ruin their bodies for, for spots and moments that we don't even remember the next day. They didn't tell a story. They didn't lay the foundation to build the climax, and that is why this match is remembered. It is not just entertainment, although it is entertaining. I, I will admit that. I never said it wasn't. It is a match that connects with you on a gut level. It grabs you from beginning and takes you on an emotional roller coaster. That's what wrestling is. There have been 
longer roller coasters, bigger ones, with higher speeds and more twists and turns and flips. But there has rarely been one I've remembered the way I've remembered Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA in the I Quit match. This match you will see on any DVD of a best-of cage match because this is one of the greatest cage matches of all time. The cage was rarely used as well. The whole point was the, the two men brutally attacking each other for the main goal is to make the other one submit. And that's why this feud will go down, and this culminated the feud. Great promo work between the two. Tully Blanchard knew how to talk behind the microphone. Magnum TA wasn't the best on promo behind the mic, but he had the, the fans he had the fans eating out of the palm of his hand. Women loved him. He was the future star. And Tully was trying to stop the star from shining. Simple storyline that built and was told so beautifully that culminated at Star K85, the I Quit match for the United States title. When we return from our commercial break, we look back at another great feud in the history of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. We look back at the late, great Eddie Guerrero battling Mr. 619 Rey Mysterio. I'm your poppy. The main event coming up on Beyond the Bell. Stay with us. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hi. This is WWE Superstar Randy Orton with an important message for all of our fans. WWE Superstars are professionally trained performers. The moves we do in the ring take years of practice to perfect and to do safely. I urge all of our WWE fans to never try to copy what we do in the ring at home or at school. Stay safe and don't try this. Impact Wrestling has no fear, and no fear is great for the fans. There's real hatred, there's real friendships, and we're capturing all of that unique interaction amongst the wrestlers and bringing it to the fans. This is one of the only companies that has ever let me be me. On the marquee, it says Pro Wrestling. This is exactly what it is. Embrace it. Don't run from it. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Unforgiving. Unrelenting. Sheer punishment. No place to run. No place to hide. It's a match that terrorizes opponents. Leaving them battered, brutalized, hopeless. The Cage Match. Now, here's your chance to own the devastating collection in the greatest cage matches of all time. With 24 vicious battles of unedited action from NWA, AWA, WCCW, WCW, and WWE. Plus, never-before-released encounters on DVD the most dangerous matches ever. The greatest cage matches of all time. 
Every story has a beginning. He is a man of destiny. Every superstar has an evolution. The youngest world champion in history. And every champion never settles. 99%'s good enough. Just not good enough to beat me. Always primed. Randy Orton is always in control. Ready to strike. Orton's getting to that place, that gear that only Randy Orton has. Reborn with each challenge. Reborn with a vengeance. Bigger. Badder. Better. Sucker! Sucker! Uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Can you dig it, sucker? <laughs> Sunday night showdown. Welcome back, fans, to Beyond the Bell, as we feature Epic Encounters Volume 5, The Greatest Rivalries in Professional Wrestling and Sports Entertainment. Now we go to our main event, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Though you may ask the question, what makes a rivalry earn its top spot as one of the greatest of all time? You know, first, for a rivalry to be you know, illegibly and aptly deemed as one of the greatest... It has to be one that crosses borders beyond normal feuds. It captivates not only the attention of pro rest, the pro wrestling universe, but leaves a long-lasting memory that, that a viewer can still recollect with vivid details like it just happened yesterday. You know, secondly, you could say it must also possess all the modern-day trimmings of a soap opera with intense drama, action-packed performances, and nail-biting cliffhangers that truly sustains the viewer's interest. You know, in it should create a sense of awe and eagerness to tune in every week to follow the developments of the story without fail to see what happens next. The primary purpose you could say the primary purpose of this definition would be a guideline while inspiration takes over for the flow of what makes a true epic rivalry. I ain't your fool anymore, Eddie. So why don't you come out here right now? And face me like a man! What do you got to say? I have nothing to say to you, Holmes. You got nothing to say? After you watched me get beat down by Eminem last week like a dog? What happened to brotherhood, Essay? What happened to you are my familia? You don't want to talk? Then maybe you'll fight. If the Rey Mysterio slapped you across the face, 
He disrespected you in front of millions of people. And you didn't do anything about it. Who do you think you are? Chop Ray Mysterio. It's not the time. You ain't never gonna be a Guerrero. Oh, I don't wanna be a Guerrero. just signed a match for later on tonight. It is Rey Mysterio versus Chavo Guerrero in a street fight. This match is not for the pain of heart. This will be vicious. This is legal. What the hell is this? Eminem. Rey Mysterio knocking on Eminem. Here comes Mysterio building momentum. Seen it center. A seen it center. He got him. He got him. Mysterio on pure emotion. This story rivaled all other stories at the time. In the year of 2005, a spark of destructive envy was ignited, which led to a long, bitter rivalry between Eddie Latino Heat Guerrero and Mr. 619 Rey Mysterio. Eddie had, on more than one occasion, felt felt increasingly envious of Mysterio's dominance and fame in the squared circle. He was scheming on what could bring down the popular superstar who had a huge following of fans worldwide and world over and would always appear to be one step ahead of him in and outside the ring. In his tortured, disgruntled mind, a voice was telling him over and over again that there was no such thing as admitting nobody can beat the 619 superstar. Eddie and Mysterio were... At the, at the time, tag team champions following their victory at No Way Out. But beneath all that victorious glamour, they were enjoying, enjoying the spotlight together. There was a lethal mix of jealousy and resentment as it was brewing in Eddie's mind, almost to the brink of a volatile eruption between the two. A turn of events at a match they had with Eminem, Nitro and Mercury with Molina quickly fanned the spark of contempt into a raging fire which saw the, 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 these two prolific tag team champions going at each other after Mysterio was basically attacked by Eminem while Eddie standing by watching without lifting a finger to help his partner. Why would Eddie do such a thing? In the weeks that followed, the angle spiced up more on a personal level to unveil Mysterio's son Dominic was in fact Eddie's child. His child whom he had given to Mysterio and his wife when they were having problems starting a family of their own. This is when the story starts to take a little twist and turn and you think, oh no, I don't like the way this is going, but Eddie actually saved it.
all over the country, people have been asking me, why, Eddie, why? Why did you do to Rey Mysterio what you did to him last week? Plain and simple. I gave him what he wanted. He wanted a fight. I gave him a fight. I gave him the fight of his life. And do you think that makes me happy? Blessings come in disguises, they say. And see, I realized something last week, Holmes. My eyes were open. And I realized what you were doing. And not only you. All of these people. I realized that each and every one of you were living vicariously through me. You were stealing my passion, my love, my energy. You were stealing my Latino heat. But as of last week, Not anymore, cause I got it back. I got it all back. And I like it. 
I like what I'm feeling, Ray. So I got a little piece of advice for you, Holmes. See, nothing and no one is going to ever, ever take away my Latino heat again. So I want you to listen real close. Come in a little closer. Look at me when I'm talking to you! Quiero que piensas. I want you to think. Think of your family. Aliyah and Dominic, your son and your daughter. Don't make me hurt them, Ray. Don't make me hurt their daddy again, Esse. Don't make me take away their papa. Because I promise you this, Esse. You promise to make your return at Judgment Day. I advise against it. You return at Judgment Day. Remember, right now, I have your blood on my hands. At Judgment Day, if you come back, I'll have your life. To prove his point, Eddie went on went to the whole nine yards of having legal papers drawn up in, his, in, in basically his continuous attempt to intimidate Mysterio and gain custody of Dominic. A lawyer was called to present the case and summarize the intended proceedings in the squared circle. Only in wrestling, the court being held inside of, of a wrestling ring. With intense public scrutiny from the WWE Universe, there was... There was little Mysterio could do or back off, basically, from the slander thrown in his path from Eddie. You know, obviously, he loved his son more than anything else in the world and was not about to do anything to jeopardize it. You know, and and basically, in a quiet type of manner, he listened and bowed his head to the barrage of accusations with bruised ego and stature. Ray was battered and beaten. Verbally, not even physically by Eddie, verbally. In effect, Eddie had stirred up a hornet's desk with this rivalry that got too personal. It was a trying time when their long-standing brotherhood and respect was was basically put to the test here. This bitter, often ugly feud would eventually implode and split their friendship and destroy the very foundation of the days of struggle as unknown wrestlers in the indie circuits, through ECW, through... Mexico, battling in WCW and then to the WWE. 
There were there was heat there were heated arguments and numerous emotional exchanges on the mat as the plot thickened between Eddie and Mysterio week after week on SmackDown. Wife and son at tow, Mysterio was trying the utmost to defend himself and overrule Eddie's proclamation that he was, in fact, the biological father of, of his boy. Mysterio was suffering from emotional trauma and shame with all these episodes in public view. The intensity of the angle was, to say the least, profoundly gripping and believable for as long as it lasted. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm being told that, uh, that Josh Matthews is standing by with one of the principals. Eddie Guerrero? You've asked for this time because you've got a new development for your match with Rey Mysterio tonight that you'd like to say publicly. Oh, yeah. Development. Stipulation. Surprise. <laughs> See, uh, I gave Ray a little call this weekend. And I suggested something to him. But he didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. But then I talked to him some more. And... And he saw it my way. See, because if he didn't, he wouldn't be able to keep his little secret. A secret very much longer. You know what I'm talking about, Holmes? It's all about manipulation. It's my new addiction. Well, that stipulation, that surprise is his son Dominic. See, his son Dominic gets to come out to ringside and watch the whole match. And he gets to see his Uncle Eddie pound, beat, destroy, and finally, finally beat his dad in the middle of the ring. And then sweet little Dominic gets to come inside the ring and listen to the bedtime story that Uncle Eddie <laughs> promised to tell him a long, long time ago. Dominic and I came out here for one thing. Thank you. Thank you very much for the support. Gracias. Gracias por el apoyo que me han dado. Hey, Ray! Oh, no. Eddie Guerrero. I thought he wasn't here, though. Orale, Dominic! What's up, Holmes? Now, I know you didn't think I was going to be here tonight, but after what happened on Sunday, well, well, I couldn't resist. I had to come. Eddie, this is over. You stay away from my son. Oh, 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 oh don't worry, Ray. 
I'm not going to get anywhere near your son. See, Ray, I made you a promise, Holmes. And Eddie Guerrero, he keeps his promises. Now, even though you beat me at the Great American Bash, I also promised you other things, like I never lose. No one beats me at the end, Ray. I always win at the end. I'm Eddie Guerrero. Nobody beats me porque yo soy la ley. I am the law. And I may have promised you and my wife to keep my mouth shut if you beat me at the Great American Bash, which you did. But guess what, Ray? I lie! And actually, well, I feel like telling a little bedtime story. Eddie's bedtime story. You know, the one I started long ago, the one with... Hey, don't go, hey, don't go to even, don't go there! Oh, yeah. Stop that! Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, lived a little boy named Dominic. (laughs) Dominic, Dominic! Ray is not your father! No es tu papá, mijo. The truth of the matter is, I'm your father, Dominic. I'm your papi. What's the matter, man? I'm 
this arena. Maybe it's you people. I know what it is. Ray, Ray probably didn't want to hear the rest of the story. But I bet all of you do. Chemo, get off your lazy and bring me the chair. Now let me get real comfortable Because it's Eddie's bedtime stories So let's dim the lights And I'll be very quiet like good little boys and girls Hmm Chapter 1 There was a time when me and my wife were separated and I was going to little local partying, drinking having sex with a lot of different mamacitas Yeah, you know what I'm talking about Well, one day, one of these came and told me that she was pregnant. I didn't want anything to do with that, Nino, and neither did she. I mean, come on, she already had seven of them. So I told her I would take care of it. Well, I was off making many, many babies all over the place. Ray and his wife were trying to do the same thing. Unfortunately, Ray was shooting a lot of blanks. So when my little bambino came into the world, out of the goodness of my loving heart, I gave my bambino to my best friend to raise as his own son. And that baby was named Dominic. Now, we never sent any adoption papers I just handed my son to Ray and his wife, and well, let's just say they were very happy. They were living a beautiful life. All their prayers were answered. They were in paradise. So instead of me being daddy, I became Uncle Eddie. 
Man, that's a great story, isn't it? I feel good. Don't you? Oh, that feels great. I feel like a big monkey's off my back. Oh, yeah. There's a big weight off my shoulders. Oh, yeah. And Ray, if you think that was good, wait until next week and you hear chapter two. Mysterio was challenged to a ladder match against Eddie for custody of his son, Dominic. Only in wrestling. This is why you could say it's a cheesy way to wrap up a feud or be the next level in a feud, but only in wrestling can have the custody of a child held in a ladder match. Oh, the boy would love professional wrestling. So you could say that was a corny type of twist to the storyline, but Eddie and Ray made it work. Eddie's promos alone made it work. For the first time in WrestleMania history, two tag team champions will go one-on-one with each other. For Eddie tonight, he needs to prove it to himself that he can beat Rey Mysterio. Mysterio across the ring. Hurricanrana, shoulder's dead. He got it. He got it. Mysterio got it. From out of nowhere. Mysterio got Eddie. Eddie Guerrero loses to Rey Mysterio. The jinx is still intact. I see it. Eddie's keeping his friends close. And his enemies even closer. Look, I know where you're going. You're trying to stir it up between me and Ray. Don't go there, I say. Ray, Ray, he's like familia, man. He's like a brother, I say. It's a two-on-one assault. This Mercury and Nitro just beat the living hell out of Ray Mysterio. And where the hell is Eddie Guerrero? I promise you, I was having car troubles. Mysterio's gonna do it! Straight on! Oh, he's got it! There's one! Wait a minute! Eddie's blowing his stick! Eddie, you cost me my shot to become WWE champion! Why? Because I was so focused on myself and I was being selfish. And I just want to extend my hand to you as a man and say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Sometimes you're not 100% up here. You're 100% in your heart. That's what counts for me. Right now and forever. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's go out there and take care of Eminem. Look at him, man. Guerrero, Mysterio, man, the differences seems like that's all good now. Make the tag ring. Mysterio trying to make it to his partner. Come Eddie, on, Eddie, Eddie, take him. Eddie, reach out. And- what is wrong with him? What is with Eddie? Eddie Guerrero watched his partner, his friend, get destroyed, and Eddie didn't lift a damn finger to help him. What happened to brotherhood, Essay? What happened to you are my familia? You don't want to talk? Then maybe you'll fight. Rapster slapped you across the face. He disrespected you in front of millions of people. And you didn't do anything about it. It's a damn three-on-one mugging of Rey Mysterio. It's Eddie Guerrero! 
Afghanistan. Think of your family, Aliyah and Dominic, your sons and your daughter. Don't make me hurt them, Ray. should have taken my life. As long as I'm breathing, I'm gonna make Eddie pay. Wait a minute! Oh! Mysterio! Ray Mysterio is here! Payback! After the punishment, Mysterio suffered a judgment day at the hands of Eddie! Eddie Guerrero just fighting for survival! But Mysterio with Guerrero's skull off the steel post! Go ahead, come ready! Ray Mysterio wants some more of Eddie! They're just going! But Mysterio still after Guerrero! He managed to defeat Mr. 619, managed to defeat Eddie in the SummerSlam match, but later lost to him in a steel cage battle at SmackDown uh, during one episode not long before Eddie's very real and sudden demise. With a twist of fate that no words could be expressed, a legend had indeed left the building and never come back. This rivalry between two prominent icons who found fame and fortune together touched many hearts as they fought to the very core of their being and tried to outdo one another with disclosure of dirty little family secrets as the backdrop. So looking past that, their in-ring skill made this feud so popular and well-received. It was like a pro wrestling soap opera that literally kept everyone at their toes at the edge of their seat for months. The WWE Universe was spellbound and in disbelief with eager anticipation on the outcome of Dominic's real biological father in the custody battle. If it, this feud had all the ingredients of a bestseller, a dynamic script, intense drama, family intrigue, jealousy, revenge, suspense, had great promo work, and the incredible action-packed stunts by both superstars. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, up next, the fate of a child of an entire family hangs in the balance. Guerrero, Mysterio, in a ladder match for the custody of Dominic. They call, we said it last week, we said it during Sunday Night Heat. This is by far the most important match in Rey Mysterio's career. Ladies and gentlemen, this all began last month when Eddie Guerrero revealed that he had a secret. If Rey beats me at the Great American Bash, I will keep that secret inside. That way no one gets hurt. But if I win, then I get to finish my little bedtime story to dominate. Eddie Guerrero, a couple of seconds away from spilling his secret to the world. Me at the end, Ray, and I may have 
promise to keep my mouth shut. But guess what, Ray? I lied! Dumbass! Ray is not your father! I'm your father, Dominic! Is it true, Dad? Is it really true? not a shadow of a doubt that Eddie's heel portrayal was amazingly polished and flawless. His crafty acting skills actually pulled off the most difficult performances so uniquely, so uniquely and convincing that it had to be one of the greatest roles ever shown publicly in his illustrious career before his untimely passing. To this day, there are still many long-term WWE fans who can recall the events of the feud and the fondness like it had just happened overnight, even though it took place six years ago. So, you could look back at Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio as one of the greatest feuds of all time. The, The shirt, I'm your poppy, will live on. Very few shirts in the world of professional wrestling will stand the test of time and be one of the popular ones. The Austin 316 t-shirt, the D-Generation X, the NWO, Hulkamania, Macho Manus, Hot Rod t-shirts will go down as one of the greatest. And you can add the I'm your poppy t-shirt. That was the shirt everyone was wearing during the Eddie Guerrero Memorial Show on Monday Night Raw. But that shirt will stand the test of time in terms of uh, an iconic uh, memorabilia 
being worn by professional wrestlers. CM Punk's brand new shirt is stepping into that realm, but the I'm Your Poppy shirt by Eddie Guerrero can go down as one of the greats. Not just it was because it's his last shirt, because it fit Eddie Guerrero. The way he says, I'm your poppy! Eddie Guerrero knew how to make a storyline work. Some of the angles in this in this whole storyline weren't the best. Some of the twists and turns were, you could say, were not thought out you know, to the most realistic extent, but Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio made it work. They made an old-school feud between two bitter rivals of jealousy and anger with the twist of a custody battle over a child filled in with great matches. You know, they battle at WrestleMania against one another. Tag team champions battling at WrestleMania. Their match wasn't as great as they hoped. But you saw a feud building there. And their match at SummerSlam was spectacular. Their ladder match, their cage match on SmackDown can rival any others in professional wrestling history. Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio will go down as one of the greatest matches of all time for their promo work, in-ring abilities, as well as the legendary status of both performers. Every aspect of my amateur wrestling career to my professional wrestling career to my interviews to backstage etiquette, what you see now is, is a direct result of what Eddie helped me with. Eddie's had so many great matches. Eddie against Rey Mysterio at the Halloween Havoc in WCW. That was a great match. I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia behind that match where Rey was maybe going to lose his mask and they actually didn't know what was going to happen before that match was aired. So they just went out there and kind of just felt that match. What a match, what a five-star match. I still watch that match and get chills. I'll be in the arena before the show starts and just look around and it, it just reminds me of him. I feel him here. I feel him with every part of this, of every arena, the ring. It just, just says Eddie to me. To describe what it's like to hold the honor to have been uh, Eddie's last opponent, just being in the ring with Eddie was an honor. For one, I was real excited when they told me that I was going to wrestle Eddie. And, uh, you know, I put everything that I had into that match. Give everything that I had. Eddie's about to eat the chip. Oh, Eddie, Eddie realizes the referee's coming, coming to here. What the hell? Eddie has tossed the evidence to Kennedy. This is classic Eddie. Oh, my God. Kennedy caught right-handed. Kennedy caught right-handed. You know, he's one of the biggest legends that this business will ever know. And it's obvious because, you know, it's a year later and people are still chanting Eddie's name. So, fans, I'd like to thank you for joining us for Epic Encounters, Volume 5, Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard, and Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Great episode of the Beyond the Bell Epic Encounters series. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's take a look ahead at our programming schedule for the next coming weeks. Next week will be a new topic for the Beyond the Bell series, and that is the oh-so-close greatest superstars that never became world champion. And we'll, cl- we'll clarify and break down what 
makes a superstar oh so close and what classifies not winning a certain specific world championship. So we'll go over the superstars that made it oh so close that never won the big one. So that's a great theme to feature for you fans. As well as the following week, we're going to look ahead to Epic Encounters Volume 6. This feud, you can say, can overshadow the Epic Encounters series. That is because we're featuring only one feud. We're discussing only one rivalry because this will go into extended detail there's a DVD being made about this rivalry as we speak and should be released in the coming weeks, but want to break it down before that DVD comes out here on the Beyond the Bell as we'll go over the rivalry that shaped professional wrestling. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Brett the Hitman Hart. We'll go over that entire rivalry two weeks from now at Epic Encounters Volume 6, The Brett Hart and Shawn Michaels Story. Only one rivalry will be discussed during that encounter series because we're going to fill the entire episode discussing Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. So I'm extremely excited about that as well as we have our WCW 101 series. It's a 10-part series now. I just completed it. A 10-part series that will be split up into different episodes. So we're going to see 10 different episodes as you're going to relive and rewind the history of WCW. So hopefully this will be a nice informative type of uh, show, shows should I say, for you fans out there that aren't too familiar with the history of WCW even predating back to the NWA days. I'm also completing the ECW 101 series, so I'm excited about that. So that's coming up. Plus we have our usual Epic Encounters, which will be coming up over the months, but I'm really excited about WCW 101 and ECW 101, and then the next coming weeks, Epic Encounters Volume 6, The Bret Hart Shawn Michaels Story, and next week, oh so close, The Greatest Superstars That Never Became World Champion. So Beyond the Bell is heating up on the SNS Radio Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. I'm going to open up new topics on the four section of snsradio.com love to get your feedback and we'll see you next week on Beyond the Bell great programming coming up on the SNS Radio Network Wrestling News Live The Cause Cast returns we have Pro Wrestling Rewind Unplugged with JJ All Cap Sexay and the Elite Force Podcast and do not forget about what would fans do so this is your host ring announcer Sean Beckerman signing off and we're going to end with the old school theme of the week which what a perfect way to end it with the late, great Eddie Guerrero. He lies, he cheats, he steals. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week as we'll go Beyond the Bell. Viva la raza!
Announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment? From all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. What? 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 